Hello and welcome. This is Nick's Nerd News, live from sunny San Diego, California. And now we go to your host, Nick. Well, shit, here we are. Another week, another episode. Uh, We'll see how long I go today. I've been a little under the weather this week, a little congested, so... If you hear sniffling, that's why. First thing I want to get into this week is the Jack Ryan show that premiered on Amazon Prime video this past week, starring John Krasinski from The Office and and some other things. He's been becoming like a bit of an action star lately. I'm going to be honest, I have never read a Tom Clancy book that is based around Jack Ryan. I don't think I've ever actually seen a Jack Ryan movie all the way through. Uh, There's two with Harrison Ford, Patriot Games, and Clear and Present Danger. Then, uh, actually, the first one with Alec Baldwin, The Hunt for Red October. There's The Sum of All Fears with Ben Affleck. And then there was the, the failed attempt of Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit with Chris Pine. That was 2014. However, now we have the TV show, like I said, with John Krasinski, and wow, it is it is an awesome show. It is not it's a show that that the first episode's kind of slow. Obviously, they're they're trying to get it up and up and running, um, kind of get you hooked into it, and and they do. They really do right away. By the by, the second episode, damn, this show is is firing on all cylinders. And I mean that. And I mean that. And and John Krasinski, who has done like a complete 180 from his role as Jim in The Office, does amazing as Jack Ryan. This show makes you believe that he has a PhD, that he is a CIA analyst just trying to do the right thing. And uh, there, there's parts of the show that I felt were a little over the top. And they kind of were going little crazy with with some of the portrayal of villains and things like that but at the same time it makes you it actually makes you care and think about um people on the other side of the world and what motivates these people and why they commit these these heinous acts and things like that it's it's not just a a pro america show which i don't have a problem with but but at the same time it doesn't knock america down in any way shape or form but this show is great, and I urge anyone who's a fan of, of Tom Clancy in general, of action shows, of, of just, of like spy thrillers, things like that, definitely check out Jack Ryan if you have Amazon Prime uh, video. Definitely give that show a 9 out of 10. Like this show, hands down, one of the best action shows I've seen in a very long time. And uh, it's 8 episodes already renewed for a second season to come back in the spring, I think, or sometime next year, but not not crazy like like some other action type shows, but 100% definitely fits in with the Tom Clancy vibe I've got I've gotten over the years. So definitely check that show out. We have the DC streaming service, uh DC Universe is launching this month, September 15th, which is pretty soon. Uh it's also Batman Day if you are unaware. It's going to be $8 a month. Uh, At launch, you'll have about access to about 2,500 different comics. I don't know if the remastered 
Batman the Animated Series will be on there because I know that's coming to Blu-ray soon. They released a clip of, of the cleanup and that show looks amazing, cleaned up and remastered. Young Justice Season 3 unfortunately won't be on there till next year. And Titans, the new show, will not premiere until next month after New York Comic Con, which is fine. You know, they're they're finishing the show, they're getting it ready, and they, they want to kind of have a, a community baked in from the start. So, I mean, you're not, you're not losing anything. You're going to have the first two seasons of Young Justice. You're going to have other DC movies and things like that. So you're still getting something for that, for that $8 a month. Also reported, Mr. Robot is ending with Season 4. I know that's a very popular show with a lot of people, and uh, I've yet to watch it. I've been told it's very good. I know a lot of people are fans of it. Hey, quit while you're on top, right? That's that's always a good thing. You never want to outrun your course. I'm looking at you, Big Bang Theory. Uh, we also uh, let let's kind of keep going in with streaming services. Disney announced that their streaming service will be called Disney Play. We still don't have a word yet on pricing. Apparently, they're going to be losing three hundred million dollars a year in revenue to launch this until it gets on the ground running. You know what I mean? Uh, Captain Marvel will be the first Marvel movie on the service. We know Episode Nine will be there. Other Star Wars shows, other Marvel shows being produced. I mean, I know they're making a lot of movies for this thing too, like like remakes of old Disney movies. Unfortunately, I don't really have a lot to go off of, and I guess that's an interesting name. But we'll see when when we know more. I I, I still want to know price point because. That is going to be that's going to make or break this service. Uh, Nickelodeon is also launching somewhat of a streaming service with VRV. I, I guess they're a, a internet TV provider. Six bucks a month, you can get the Nickelodeon one with all their classic shows, rotating list. Which I don't like a rotating list. That's um, kind of unfair to people. It's like you pay for this, and then what happens when there's something that you don't like on there, like? I want Rocco and, and Zim. I don't want to have to wait for that shit. That that should be on there. If you're going to launch a streaming like service like this, you need to have everything on there all the time, not not rotating. Rotating is not... Yeah, Netflix does rotating and things like that, but they have a lot of their own content. If you're going to have one that's f solely focused on Nickelodeon, you should have all of the content on there from the beginning. I, I don't know. Apparently, there's rumors of a Diablo show uh, coming to Netflix. You know, Diablo based on the Blizzard game. No details there. Uh, in other TV news, Justin Roiland, uh, co-creator of Rick and Morty, has signed on with Hulu uh, for a two-season automatic order to premiere in 2020. show called Solar Opposites, which he will write and star in, which is, is great because he's an awesome voice actor. And it's going to be about an alien family living in middle America. Now, if that doesn't scream like a normal episode of Rick and Morty to you, then I, I don't know what, what goes through your head. But I am very excited at the prospect of this show. Justin Roiland is hilarious. He knows how to write. I know Dan Harmon is also the brains behind Rick and Morty, but, but Justin Roiland does a lot of that too. And I'm excited to see what his brand of humor is going to be like for this show. Because I, I think he's one of the probably the best person to, to take on something like this. Especially with, with some of the things we've seen come out of him for like PlayStation 4, like that upcoming game, Trover Saves the Universe. That that game looks like a mind fuck, right? And uh 
I mean that that's kind of it with with TV. But hey, the fall season's here, so let's kind of talk about what what how to set your DVRs, plan ahead for uh, returning shows. Iron Fist returns this week, uh, Friday on the September seventh on Netflix. Iron Fist season two, BoJack Horseman season five, great show, comes back September fourteenth on Netflix. Man in the High Castle returns for its third season October 5th on Amazon Prime Video. The Gifted, that X-Men show, returns to Fox September 25th. And then all the CW shows come back in October, starting with The Flash on October 9th. Black Lightning Season 2 right after that, same night, October 9th. Riverdale Season 3, October 10th. Arrow Season 7 on October 15th. And then Legends of Tomorrow... October 22nd, which will air after Arrow on Monday nights. So, we all know the CW crossover this year is going to feature Superman, Lois Lane, Batwoman. I am excited to see where they go with some of these seasons. Black Lightning Season 1 was a welcome addition. Unfortunately, it's not officially part of the Arrowverse. But uh, Season 2 looks very exciting. Uh, They've dropped some new trailers on that. Uh, going to have more villains other than Tobias Whale, things like that. Flash Season 4 will have a new dynamic with that villain that was teased at the end of Season 3. And of course, Barry and Iris's daughter traveling back in time. And then let's hope with Season 7 of Arrow that they stick with this locked up storyline for, for quite a while. Uh, it seems that way at least based off uh, filming and, and things like that. Um, and then one more show. Uh, that's coming back at least, is the Orville, Seth MacFarlane's awesome homage mocking of Star Trek, uh, returns in December for its sophomore season, season two. But here's some, some things about what's new, actually. September 17th on Nickelodeon is the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles show, Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Can't wait for that. I'll, I'll definitely check it out. I don't watch as many cartoons as, as I used to, uh, mainly because... They're not geared towards my age group as much, but with Team NT, it's a little different. Also getting Sabrina the Teenage Witch premiering October 26th on Netflix. So you have your whole fall pretty much lined up right there just on those shows alone. I don't know how I'm going to fit it all on top of some other shows I like to watch in between. Um, Still no news, though, on when Lucifer Season 4 will premiere on Netflix, but I'm hoping we'll hear that soon. With that, let's kind of move into movie news. I got a lot of big news about The Rock and his movies. And for starters, he will actually play King Kamehameha, uh, the first king of Hawaii, in a Robert Zemeckis film. It's going to be a historical drama. Um, King Kamehameha is the one... I, I don't think I'm saying that right. I'm probably going a little overboard with that, but... He uh, united the different tribes in Hawaii to kind of form the kingdom, unite them together. So that should be an interesting interesting film because, you know, there's there's not a lot of of time devoted to that, that part of history. And they're, they're a state now, so, you know, we should give proper, uh, give, give it, give props where it's due and things like that. Also, uh, The Rock's Big Trouble in Little China which everyone thought was a reboot or remake, is actually going to be a direct sequel to the original film. I guess The Rock came out and said that no one can fill 
no one can replace, I should say, Kurt Russell as Jack Burton. And I, I, when they announced this movie, I was skeptic, mainly because John Carpenter's not involved, and that is like a quintessential 80s movie. And granted, when The Rock was announced to star, I was automatically on board. He can play over-the-top characters like that. But, you know, uh, I I don't... You see, I'm at a loss for words here. I, I don't know... I don't. I still don't know how I'm going to react to this. I, I, with it being a direct sequel, it's it's going to be weird, especially with like none of the original cast coming back and some of them them dead and everything like that. Not everyone, just 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 a few people. But I hope Kurt Russell gets worked in in some way. I I don't know. The long gestating movie Black Adam is still happening from Warner Brothers and DC. He's not going to be in Shazam, and, and they wanted to do Shazam first, even though Black Adam was announced first. Just to kind of get the story straight and give Shazam a chance. Like, how how can you introduce a villain without its hero? And The Rock will not have a cameo in, in Shazam, so let's just put that to bed now. Obviously, that could change between now and when the movie comes out in, what, April or March, I think. But as of right now, Black Adam is still happening. No word on production start or anything like that. In terms of DC movies, we had some news about the Joker movie. Alec Baldwin was cast as Thomas Wayne to play a big 80s mogul type. Everyone pretty much likened it to Donald Trump, which Alec Baldwin currently uh, mocks on Saturday Night Live. But as soon as it was announced, the next day actually... Uh, Alec Baldwin announced that he was no longer going to be in the movie because of scheduling issues. So we had news, and then the next day, that news was null and void. So still no word yet on who will play Thomas Wayne. I also heard that Amazon is in talks with Paramount and Sony to develop movies for Prime, Amazon Prime Video. That's really cool. Amazon's been, been stepping up its game in terms of original content they're kind of losing uh that's the to quote my friend he said they they're kind of losing in the original content world compared to netflix and hulu and and some other streaming services i mean there's not many but they they don't have a lot granted some of their movies get theatrical releases so amazon does make quality things it's just not as high uh they don't have the output to match hulu or netflix things like that we also got news, speaking of Paramount, uh, they've kind of rearranged their schedule for the next couple years. Sonic the Hedgehog was moved up a week in November of 2019. Uh, taking its place also moved up a week is Terminator 6, starring Schwarzenegger and Linda Hamilton, which is kind of a mini-reboot. It ignores, I think, 3, uh, Salvation, and Gen- Genesis. Uh, Quiet Place 2 will come out in May of 2020. The biggest news, though, is that Top Gun Maverick, or Top Gun 2, has been delayed a full year from June of 2019 to July of 2020. And this makes me wonder, we heard some recent rumors about Tom Cruise playing Hal Jordan in the Green Lantern movie that's coming out. And I wonder if this is part of that. Like, are they delaying this movie so he can film that? Are they delaying it because he's hurt and he can't perform all his stunts like he used to? You know, I'm interesting what would cause what would cause a full year delay for a movie that's 
already been in production for quite some time. So this, this is some interesting news. Very, 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 very interesting news. So, of course, we'll just have to wait. Eminem has a song featured on the Venom soundtrack, and as most of you know, Venom, or Eminem, not Venom, uh, recently released Kamikaze, his new album, which is straight fire. It's amazing. Partial bias, because Eminem is the greatest rapper of all time. Uh, end of story. Done. Boom. Uh-uh. That's it. Bye. Thank you for listening. In terms of Wonder Woman 1984, Robin Wright and Connie Nielsen will both be back for the sequel. Connie Nielsen makes sense because obviously she's Queen Hippolyta. Robin Wright doesn't because she died in the first one. Spoilers! And I they're, they're slowly rewriting the canon of the DC... What, what are they calling it now? The DC Universe? I don't even remember what they're calling the... The multi DC multiverse. I I don't I don't even remember because they they like announced it and didn't really talk about it. But and I talked about it on this show somewhere. But that is though they're going to be back for Wonder Woman 1984. Like I said, they're slowly rewriting the the canon for these movies and what what happened and what didn't. Just mainly because of the the shitstorm that Batman vs Superman created. I'm not saying. I like that movie a lot, okay? But a lot of people didn't, and they're they're kind of retconning everything. Also announced, we're getting a new designer for the Spawn costume in the new Spawn movie with Jamie Foxx. Obviously, nothing to show off yet. And some Star Wars news. Yay! Uh, Matt Smith, who most people might know as the, uh, the, the 10th Doctor. Yeah, the 10th Doctor of Doctor Who will be joining episode 9 in an undisclosed role and so wildly speculate now I still don't think it's going to be Thrawn especially after Richard Grant said he's not playing Thrawn either but granted all of them are sworn to secrecy and will be promptly like assassinated if they they give out any secrets probably knowing Disney (laughs) that's a joke Okay, yes, yes, he was the 11th Doctor, but he has joined the cast. Uh, big news for fans of Greg Grunberg, who is J.J. Abrams' like best friend. He will be back as Snap Wexley in Episode 9, since he was missing in Episode 8. Obviously sent on some resistance, resistance mission, because we all know Episode 8 took place mere hours, if not days, after Force Awakens, so I'm sure they sent some of their best pilots on missions just to scout ahead, things like that. Still odd he didn't check in, though, with with um, with General Leia or Admiral Holdo or, or Akbar, things like that. Pour one out for Akbar. And Dom Hall Gleason, who plays General Hux, is paranoid and nervous. Apparently he read the whole script, and now he's worried he might let something slip. He's like, I shouldn't have read it, things like that. Uh... Oscar Isaac came out recently, said it's a war movie straight up, which excites me. Obviously, we're still getting set picture leaks, things like that. So we still don't know still don't know a whole lot about this movie. It, it's still at least a year plus out. Uh, it's over a year from release. They just started filming a couple weeks ago. So we'll know more as time moves on. Celebration Chicago is in the spring. We'll definitely have a trailer then. In other Star Wars type news, 
Star Wars Land, which opens next year at Disneyland and the Magic Kingdom in Florida, will serve alcohol. Well, at least the California version will. No word yet on when officially it will open. It's going to be packed as shit. Probably eight-hour waits for, like, one ride. So, you know, be prepared to wait a lot when that when that section of park opens. It's going to be like when Cars Land opened. It's just going to be a shit show. Granted, Disney knows how to handle it. Fast passes are probably going to be useless anyway, but again, next year that opens. I'm hoping to go within the first year, but that that's just that's just like walking into a, a hornet's nest, man. That's just going to be not fun for anyone involved. At least, diehard fans are going to have fun, but, but everyone else, is it worth the wait? I don't know. I'll wait a while even though I'm a super fan. But that is it in terms of movie and theme park news. Let's kind of round out today's episode with some video game news. Biggest of all, obviously, was 45 minutes of Cyberpunk 2077 gameplay. And uh, all I can say is shut up and take my money. This game is in like pre-alpha stages and looks amazing already. Like literally amazing. I, I I cannot believe how amazing this game looks, and it's still at least, at least a year out. Okay, everything looks just crisp and clean and polished, even though there it was still some pixelate, pixelization around characters and movements and things like that, which is expected in uh, pre-alpha or alpha gameplay, and damn... This game is going to be amazing. It's completely different from The Witcher 3. It is first person. It is a shooter, RPG type game. And I, I, I'm I, amazed at what this studio can do. They're not a very big studio. They focus on quality. They don't care about deadlines or anything like that. And if, if you get a free 45 minutes and and have time to watch what I would consider a not-safe-for-work video... Definitely check that out for for Cyberpunk. I've watched it like a few times already, and fuck, I cannot wait for this game. Like, wow, the choices you're going to have, how you can interact with the world and different things going on, it's just shit, dude. I am am very, very, very ecstatic for this game. And unfortunately, we still don't have a lot on it, but... But I'm sure more more will come in the coming months and and within the year and things like that. Hey, maybe we'll get more at at maybe Tokyo Game Show. Uh, more than likely, maybe something at the Game Awards because a lot of stuff gets announced at the Game Awards in December. So we got a lot of time before more news comes out, and I'm sure it will come out slow and steadily. So we'll we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. That was by far the biggest 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 news this week also announced a lot of stuff out of microsoft actually uh they announced their plan which was rumored uh called xbox all access it's essentially 24 month financing for your console zero percent apr i know there will be a credit check things like that and uh two different bundles xbox one x you can get for starting at 34.99 a month includes the console game pass and xbox live gold for 24 months at least. Obviously, you can keep paying a lower rate once you pay off the console. 
or starting at $21.99 a month for the Xbox One S. This is awesome for gamers who can't necessarily who can't necessarily afford a $250 console right away or a $500 console right away. Also allows parents to kind to uh, kind of make a purchase for a child if they don't have the money right away. I'm guessing this is a test run for whatever Scarlet becomes in in two years. But this is this is an awesome thing. No no console company has ever done this really, and it's it's great for them to do this to reach more people, get more people in the ecosystem, things like this. It, it's it's a it's a welcome addition, if you ask me. Uh, they also announced a new Xbox One X, uh, the Robot White, which comes with a white controller, white other peripherals. Alongside that, also a white Xbox One Elite controller. Still no word on the Elite controller version 2.0. This controller looks beautiful in white. It already looked beautiful in black. Uh, I can't wait to get my hands on it. I would love to have another Elite controller. Once you go Elite, you don't go back. And then Microsoft is also interested... Uh, this is according to their head of Microsoft Studios, Matt Booty. I think that's how you say his name. Uh, is interested in acquiring more studios. So uh, not necessarily like big ones, like Playground or or uh, The Coalition, things like that, but maybe smaller ones, like, like Ninja Theory, who made Setsuna, uh, Hellblade, Setsuna's Sacrifice, or like indie developers, like Studio MDHR, who made Cuphead, things like that. So that will be interesting to see what news comes in the following months. Uh, in terms of fighting games, Soul Calibur VI, uh, which is coming in October, could be the series last if sales numbers are not good, which is unfortunate. This is one of my favorite fighting game franchises. I've owned most of the Soul Calibur games, just like I've owned most of the Tekken games. And I, I, I've always ha had a little more fun with them. They also always have uh, guest characters. Uh, Darth Vader was in one, Yoda, Starkiller, Spawn, Hihachi, and Link in, was that two? Back back on uh, Xbox, GameCube, PS2. And uh, Geralt from the Witcher series is going to be in six. So, hey, go out and buy this game if you like it. If you like fighting games, if you like Soul Calibur, go buy it so we get Soul Calibur 7 in four years. <laughs> Battlefield 5 has been delayed one entire month until the end of November. This, ladies and gentlemen, is what you call a terrible decision. This game is going to get obliterated by Red Dead Redemption 2. Just obliterated. I know more casual gamers get this game, Call of Duty, things like that. It had already been sandwiched between Red Dead and Call of Duty, but now it's coming after Red Dead. And it I, I don't think its sales are going to be great because Red Dead is just going to dominate dominate the, the charts for months to come. What, what, what are we, five years later? And uh, uh, Grand Theft Auto V is still in the top ten every month? Like We're, we're going to have a repeat of, of Red, with Red Dead 2 with with in terms of sales maybe not as high not as high because not everyone likes westerns it's not going to be the same as grand theft auto 5 but it's going to be up there it's going to be fucking high this is probably one of the the most red dead 2 is the most anticipated game of, of 2018 maybe other than spider-man and for battlefield 5 which like other games were trying to come out beforehand so they wouldn't just get wiped away in the flood but but now Battlefield 5 is 
being delayed a month to finish and polish off. And and I un, unfortunately, I think this is just going to hurt it. This is like what happened with Titanfall 2 two years ago. It came out at the wrong time and just got like swept under the rug for a game that had one of the best shooter campaigns in years. Multiplayer has always been fun in Titanfall. And unfortunately, it suffered because it was released like in prime time with Halo 5, Battlefield 1, and, and Call of Duty all at the same time around it. It's like, whoa, what are you doing? You, you screwed yourself over there, EA. And they're going to do it again because they're just not going to be able to, to face the onslaught of Red Dead 2. Uh, we are at the start of September. So uh, last week I announced the games with gold for Xbox. PS Plus's free games this month. I'm only going to talk about the PS4 ones because they're, they're kind of big. Destiny 2. Perfect timing, too, because Destiny 2 Forsaken came out this week. So, big expansion released. Hey, here's a free copy of Destiny 2. I want to jump into Forsaken. I do need to get the first couple DLCs first. I'm going to treat it like I treated the first Destiny. You know, play it for a little bit, then play the DLC like a year later, which it's been like a year later. And hopefully Forsaken does for Destiny 2 what the Taken King did for Destiny 1 and kind of elevate it to this amazing level that it should have been at at launch. But I digress. Also announced for Bioware's next game, Anthem, which cannot wait for, all story DLC will be free for that game. All of it. Free. Because you know how EA has just been butchered when it comes to microtransactions and things like that. But all story DLC will be free. And, fun fact, Anthem is getting a free demo on February 1st, which is about 21 days before release on February 22nd. So, I'm very excited for that. I'm pretty sure they said it will carry over anything you do in the demo. I, I might be mistaken, though, so don't, don't hold me to that. But, man, oh man, kind of a slow news week. And again, I... I was a little under the weather, so we did have a short episode. That's about it. Next week we'll have uh, we'll talk about Dave Bautista and Guardians news, some other video game newses and, and movie announcements, Captain Marvel next week. And of course, the biggest thing will be uh, my first impressions and, and uh, reactions to Spider-Man, which comes out this Friday on PS4. So that concludes. This week's short speedrun type episode. Sorry, I, I I didn't get into too much depth with everything today, but but like I said, I, I've been I've been fighting a, a, a bad cold this week, so I, I, I did what I could for y'all. And as always, like, rate, subscribe. I'm on po- uh, Spotify. I'm on Google Play. I'm on iTunes. People, Nick's Nerd News. Let let's 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 get the word out, right? You you want to see me make it big? You wanna you wanna? I don't know. I, I I don't care. I mean, I'm 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 playing it by ear. This this is me. I'm doing this for fun. Okay. I I don't need it to be the number one podcast in America tomorrow. Okay. If that happens in in two years. Cool. If it happens tomorrow, hey, awesome as well. But I, I'm I'm humble. I'm humble. Right. Right. And uh, follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter. I always post there. At least once a week, 
uh, to coincide with the release of a new episode. As always, I'm your host, Nick. You do you, folks. Thanks for listening. Catch you on the flip side. Tune in next week for for Spider-Man. Spider-Man? Spider-Man has a new PS4 game. Spins a web. Shoots the web. And it's time to just stop. Oh, wow. Look, it's the Spider-Man.